Welcome to Pretty Funny Business, the playground brand we were forced to create in order to corral our founders' nonsensical ideas and general tomfoolery. From the founders of, but not generally endorsed by, Emmy Collective. From this podcast, you can expect off-the-cuff banter on feminism, funny business, and, well, not-so-funny business. Join us out of curiosity, stay for the hot takes and dad jokes. From the top. From the top. Perfect. Hello and welcome to Pretty Funny Business. I'm Sydney Mulligan. I am Lauren Aquilino. And today we have with us. us. Sorry, I forgot who was doing it. Connor Jeffers from Aptitude 8. Y'all are a HubSpot consultancy, correct? At the baseline? Awesome. At the baseline. it's funny because Sydney and I started a marketing operations agency, and for a while we were like, "Oh no, we're going to be a HubSpot agency because we have a handful." of So HubSpot many people clients. have HubSpot; they keep appearing. Yeah. I'm like, "Well, yes, I do know someone that knows HubSpot," and okay, here you go. But yeah, uh, yeah I was like, I, I don't know HubSpot at all. But Connor, very excited to have you with us. Connor has some very spicy takes about HubSpot and other platforms that <laughs> thrilled for us to get into. Uh, so why don't we just jump right into it? We'll let you lead with the business and then we'll go pretty funny and we'll just let it devolve into chaos from there. Yeah. So tell Sounds us a little bit, a little bit about yourself, how you got into marketing operations and then fine. Sure. We'll let you tell us why HubSpot is maybe almost sort of ready for enterprise. Sure. Uh, let's start at the beginning of of marketing operations. Uh, I actually did legitimately start marketing operations. Some of these are like, Oh, how'd you get into this thing? Uh, I was at a ed tech startup and built the world's biggest spam engine machine, uh, with Salesforce and HubSpot. Uh, and in some ways was an influence to like the original can spam lots. Cause it was a Canadian, uh, and I'm dead. I'm not even joking. Uh, I was just talking to like this PE dude who's doing an acquisition in Canada. And he was like, yeah, like they have all these crazy can spam laws. And he's like, it's bananas. And I was like, I actually know a lot about that. Because <laughs> like, uh, we were involved when that happened. Uh, but we basically just built like the world's largest outbound email engine on like OG Salesforce and OG HubSpot like 10 plus years ago. And then we ended up moving to Marketo okay, back wait. then. Uh, I want to know more about... Yeah, yeah spam influencer. I want to know more about how you were spamming spam people because I have this as a piece of my history also that I'd be Amazing. happy to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give you the short the short answer is so the company was a uh it was an ed tech startup that the premise and it does there it's called Top Hats out of Toronto. I probably shouldn't name them because I'm about to like tell you all the things that we did back in the day that were really bad. We'll edit Why don't you restart that sentence uh, and not say the name so you that They yeah. uh they so the original product was you remember clickers in in college you'd like have a little oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. hit the button yeah, yeah yeah so their whole thing was yeah. like what if that was an app and that was the whole business originally uh and so we right, sold cool. to colleges and universities selling top down to those institutions is extremely extremely hard and so what we found out is that we would sell it like textbooks so we'd sell directly to the professor and the professor could just add that you needed like a subscription to our app onto their um they're like whatever course syllabus needed whatever and so that was the whole thing so we sold to professors and so we had a sales team that would sell to professors uh and i led all of our marketing operations stuff and the ceo uh was had a mechatronics background and so he was like a robotics engineer and so he thought sales and marketing was just like really dumb and pointless uh and he was like why don't we just like the the funnel math is and i was 20 
I dropped out of school to join this company. So I was like 21. Uh, and so like the main marketing leader left, uh, the whole marketing department fell apart and he was like, you're in charge now. Uh, and so his whole thing was basically the funnel is the number we send these emails and then based on the number of emails that we send, then we book this many meetings and this many meetings turns into this many deals, which then goes to this much revenue. So the lever is send more emails, like sea level on down. That's the, that's the strategy. Mm -hmm. And so we built this like enormous personalization engine machine to just like outbound everybody at every institution and every university in North America. How did you get the contacts? Um, there we scraped them because they're all publicly available. Yes, so we built like little robo. <laughs> yeah, because it's 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 universe. This is like pre because it's not business contacts, right? But like all, the directory right. lists of every professor are on every school website. So we just scraped all of those, ingested all of them, and then we're like, "Hi, like Professor Mulligan, you're a professor of history, and like history is super cool. And here are all these reasons why. And we wanted to reach out to you about this class. And because they were professors, and because this was ten years ago, they were like." someone is like emailing me. Like it's someone like my grandma, she gets me. the Netflix emails and she thinks like they're like someone's <laughs> recommending stuff for her. Like someone works at Netflix whose job is to do that. So nice of Netflix to uh, tell me. I she believes this. She told me this on the phone and I was like, oh my God, Nana. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> like that's so adorable that you think that's true. So anyway, we spammed everybody. Uh, and then we get cease and desists from all these universities. So like Harvard sent us a cease and desist, like all these things. And then I would bring them to the CEO and be like, hey, they gave us the cease and desist. And he's like, they can unsubscribe. <laughs> let, it, let, let it rip. So well, we the, did. the problem is that's entirely true in America, yeah. you know. It's good. Yeah. So we did that a lot. We we spammed everybody uh, and we generated a lot of a lot of deals and a lot a lot of bookings and a lot of revenue from a lot of college universities and had a lot of pissed off professors uh, that Okay, so I had yeah. a pretty similar experience also working with a weird Let's industry. Go. It was financial services. Um, and it was also publicly available information of financial advisors. So, like, their information was sometimes publicly available through the SEC, but also sometimes not. And we would just make an Excel formula of yeah. what we thought everyone at Wells Fargo's email address format probably was and, do and it, it worked most ways, of the time. and then load them up in, send it out the ones that bounced, we deleted. And then that was that. And that's how we built our email list. It was like 2 million people. Um, but it was like CE credit courses that we were like, we had sponsors that were paying us to put the courses on. So they were like, not, no one's really that mad about getting it because it was like a free CE credit for them. But one thing that we did that I thought was really shady, first of all, we switched to Marketo because it was cheaper than Exact Target because Exact Target charges or charged Exact Target doesn't even exist like anymore. But at the time, they charged by the email send, and we were sending to the entire database three times a day. And <laughs> yeah, and Marketo charges by the database size, and it's the database was relatively static; it like didn't grow that much. Yeah. Uh, so it was like a, a no-brainer. Sure, we'll switch to Marketo. Um, so we switched to Marketo. What was I saying about that? We switched to Marketo because it was cheaper. And then we were uploading all the fake email addresses. And yeah, that was pretty much it. It was a, it was a good time. And we also resold the information. That was probably the shadiest thing we did. <laughs> we sold a subscription to the database for anyone else that wanted to market to these people. <laughs> Sydney wins. Sydney wins the Spamfluencer <laughs> Award it for wasn't, me, for sure. It wasn't great. Oh, after I left, this is what it was. 
Oh, I remember what I was going to tell you. Okay, so when we were implementing Marketo, right? I like get my Marketo Pro Server Consultant. And my boss was like, you know, because we're sending these as sponsored emails, like when they unsubscribe, really, I think they're unsubscribing from the sponsor's communication through solid, us. Solid reasoning. Yeah, not like, not from us. Like this is, this looks like it's coming from the sponsor. So we should have separate unsubscribe fields for every sponsor and have that be the only thing they can unsubscribe from when they get the email. So that is what my Marketo ProServe consultant showed me how to build for better or worse. He probably should have told me to fuck off because that was illegal. <laughs> but that is what we did. It was amazing. Yeah. So Sydney and I Spam got influencers here in Spamfluencers yeah. Unite. Yeah. yeah, I have less of a um, quantity story, but I also started actually in the higher education space. And so I feel like it actually is a pretty easy space to scrape emails from. And educators, they use their work email for a lot of things. Yeah, for everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like they're more likely to be like, hey, yeah, just like, you know, you got to send me something. Send me my travel documents to like my work email. Like everything is there. Um, they also, I think I've shared this before, but they also use their email address to sign digital, um, like obituary guest books, which I have certainly ripped email addresses from like, so sorry (laughs) to hear about Pam's passing best wishes to your family. Thank you for my new contact. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst thing I've ever done. That's (laughs) that's like that's incredible. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Mm, Yep. All right. Well, uh, while Lauren was having some um, technical (laughs) issues at the beginning of this, which uh, is how we begin many of our podcast recordings, Connor and I were chatting, and he had some pretty spicy takes about Marketo, which I think might be a good place to start. Uh, Connor, why don't you go ahead and tell? Tell us the people what you said to me. <laughs> uh, Marketo's like the Windows 95 of business software. Uh, wow. And I, there was a solid reason for some period of time where everybody was like, oh, Marketo's enterprisey and it's big and complicated and it looks and feels like Salesforce classic, as they now call it. They rebranded it like Coke, but it looks and feels like Salesforce. <laughs> and so this is the best thing that you can get. Uh, and in the o- olden days, HubSpot was like, we're an SMB company and we think inbound marketing is cool. And everyone's like, yeah, but like, I'm not trying to have a blog. I'm trying to like spam people whose emails I stole from their <laughs> obituary listings at scale. Uh, at and HubSpot's scale. like, you shouldn't do that. Uh, but but now, if you're going to do it, you should use HubSpot to do it. <laughs> you, should, you should do it. Uh, How much are and, you willing to pay to be able to do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so now, now, uh, I, I think HubSpot has by far the best in class marketing automation product. And then increasingly, uh, has a, a sales and CRM product that competes against Salesforce. And we're seeing more and more people pick HubSpot over Salesforce and then also migrate from Salesforce into HubSpot, uh, for that reason. But I like the fact that there are new Marketo customers shocks me. Wow. <laughs> 
you know that's how i feel about eloqua to be fair um, does eloqua have new so that's even like a whole eloqua has new customers i didn't even consider that that was still in the mix connor we almost lost you there due to this shock like you almost went down <laughs> i was man. oh my god i would also I would can also i buy eloqua like yeah, right if i want I, I can buy eloqua right now you could go buy eloqua no yeah. way oracle no take way. your money absolutely um, I would also like to say that in the last 10 minutes, Connor downgraded Marketo from Windows XP to Windows 95. <laughs> <laughs> I think XP I think like, it's a little bit of an flash. unfair characterization. And you know what? Listen, this is, this as a longtime Marketo user. And, 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 a, and, and you're a Mac user. Like you're not even a PC user. No, me? me. No, yeah. I'm not a PC user. No. That's what I'm saying. Uh, like, you don't even use Windows. I'm, like you're also That's not PM like I'm Windows. a dinosaur, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as a longtime Marketo user, I will be the first to say that it is not a perfect platform. There are many things that I wish they would do or do differently. Like strategically, right? Like you go from being a software company that's like, we have to innovate and deliver value to customers in order to survive mm -hmm. or else we'll get competed out of the market. And then you do that really, really well. And then you sell to, and like a PE company comes in and they're like, cool, innovation got us this far and now we're going to cost cut. And that's what happened originally. And then... That yeah. worked really, really well. And they increased the enterprise value and then they flipped it to Adobe and Adobe's like amazing. Now we're just going to shove this into our suite of stuff. And so they, they come to the orange side. That's not that they're doing nothing here. Here's my thing about HubSpot. And I'll, I'll make my own spice takes about HubSpot having not really been a HubSpot user. But my understanding of HubSpot is that it is great if you want to get moving quickly because a lot of it is a little more prepackaged. Uh, but it is not great if you require a lot of customization. False. All right, tell me about it. Sell me. Yeah. Tell me sure. why you think HubSpot's ready for enterprise. Yeah, why should debunk our, three million database in HubSpot? Debunk our myths because I, I have been listening to Waste and Need. Like I, you know, we all know like Marketo. I love Marketo, and the reason I think like I continue to advocate for the platform is because although it's not incredibly innovative, it is from what I can tell, the best self-serve platform for marketers. They can do everything in that platform. And when it comes to HubSpot, man, I've been in there a couple of times and I've been like, what do you mean I can't, I can't export this via the API? What do you mean I can't integrate in this way? What do you mean custom events can't do this? Or like, dang, what is going on with the date timestamping situation? Like, these are things that like, we must have for so many of our clients totally. but i realize that there's workarounds for but it wouldn't be marketing managing in that then it's like oh we got to wait You're for a crm right. person or it to like come configure some custom date time stamp field and integration rather than just being like oh i just set that up in five minutes which mark had let's talk about <laughs> uh so I, I think that the important thing to know first off is like the hubspot of your and the hubspot of today are radically different things um so let's talk about like hubspot mm. timeline right so HubSpot started Can at I six. Ask really quick, I want to hear Please. it. So just pause. How radically has it changed in like twelve months? It, just like, out of curious. Five hundred, like five hundred percent, five x. Okay. Like, wow, like insane. really insane. Like the pace, really? the pace of innovation and change in HubSpot right now is is outrageous. It's outrageous. Uh, right, so I'll tell you on me. right now. So let's talk about HubSpot of your. And I don't know when Marketo. Let's look. Marketo precedes it, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Mercado, no, no, no. They're about the same time. Okay, cool. This is great. Uh, 
Marketo started in 2006. We're not going to talk about Marketo at all. But apparently HubSpot started like the same year, which is super interesting and I didn't know. So from 2006 to 2014, HubSpot was like, we're going to build this marketing software company. And Marketo was like, we're going to go sell big B2B. We're going to be enterprisey. And HubSpot was like, we're going to be you know SMB and we're going to like have the super easy to use product. And we're going to basically bring marketing automation to the Did masses. And that was HubSpot's strategy through like 2014. Uh, in 14, they launched... The, the original sales hub. So from, from 06 to 2014, HubSpot's like, we're going to be the SMB marketing automation company. And that's going to be our strategy. And that's where like all the people, right? So from everyone on this call, you guys were marketing ops careers started in that time period. And in that time period, Marketo was for big kids and HubSpot was for people who wanted to do basic stuff. And that is true. Like up till 2014, absolutely true. In 14, they added sales hub. And the original version of the product was basically email tracking and uh, sales meeting booking for sales reps. And that was like all it really did. But in order to really use HubSpot well, you had to really be connected into Salesforce. And then from 17 to 2021, they added their original service hub and they built this like SMB CRM product uh, that was sort of akin to like a Zoho. And that was the case until 2021. In 2020-21, everything changed. Uh, so here's what happened. First thing is they added in custom objects native to HubSpot. So you can now add whatever custom objects for whatever data tables, for whatever you want, uh, all into the platform. And you can configure all of those. You can use custom objects to trigger emails. You can merge custom object fields into all of your, your emails themselves. And all of your marketing automation infrastructure is now powered by all the custom object stuff and all the CRM stuff that they have as well. And then they added uh, coded actions, which allow you to not just use standard HubSpot workflow actions, like send email, create tasks, do whatever, but you can write custom code and do whatever you want in that custom code. So you can now have any action under the sun. So now you have like trade.io integration capabilities or Workado type integration capabilities or automation engines. And they, for not as relevant to the CRM side, but hyper relevant to you guys is coded email. So now the types of things that you used to be able to only do, and the original reason why you'd buy like Salesforce Marketing Cloud is you need a hyper complex custom coded email that's not just like merge in fields, but completely change the images and change the content and adapt everything that's in this email based on all of this database driven stuff. HubSpot has all of that. And so literally since 2021, HubSpot has gone from amazing for SMB, pretty good for mid-market, not on the table for enterprise to like default option for SMB best option for mid-market, viable option for enterprise. Uh, and that change is 18 months old. What That's kind of resource is needed to like do all of those custom coding? Like, do you expect, like does HubSpot expect- I mean, if you want that... a custom code, you need a developer, but like everything is easier in HubSpot than Marketo. That's I mean, I guess I would agree. Like I would, uh, we, we're, we're, we don't custom code pretty much anything in Marketo. No, you don't have to custom code anything in HubSpot. You can, is what I'm saying. Like previously you couldn't. And that was the reason that you would- Yeah, have I mean, but in Marketo, like but in like Marketo, doing a web hook in Marketo or doing the last scripting in Marketo. Right, right. I guess I can see. You, you don't need to custom that. code anything in HubSpot. I think we, at AA specifically, like the level of, of complexity that we build for people is, is extremely high. The vast majority of HubSpot users are like one. Here, I'll give you an example. Uh, so we- uh, this year took Uber Freight from like multiple Marketo and Pardot instances, consolidated everything down to one HubSpot instance and integrated into their Salesforce environment. And there is one person who's managing all of their marketing automation infrastructure for Uber Freight on HubSpot. And they had a whole bunch of people doing it on Pardot and Marketo. And the reason is it's way easier for them to use. It's way faster and they can launch and configure and do all of their campaigns. And we don't have an ongoing service relationship with them. We're done. 
They aren't paying so us for ongoing I, marketing. I mean, I can absolutely see that for Pardot, which I think we can all be on the same page for. Like my first, yeah, my first client um, when I went solo was on Pardot. It was someone who was like, I trust you, Lauren. You are smart because I had never logged in before. And what I did my first week was I spent the entire first week over promising on what I would be able to implement thinking like. Yeah, because Pardot oh, hey. is like basically MailChimp. It's useless. I yeah. was like, oh, yeah we can do that scoring or like yeah we can do i'll build you a life cycle and then i was like oh my god i that's just not how part i not do all of this i mean the fact that like still to this day when i want to like run a dynamic list that i have to wait 20 minutes for it to show up in my inbox like makes me want to just pass out like it is so <laughs> so terrible um so i can definitely see like you know some things that like our pardot client deals with is like oh my like literally if you had one person working the same amount of time in marketo pardot and hubspot like i firmly believe that the pardot user would get a quarter i know this at least for marketo a quarter oh yeah done maybe less than what they could do in the either either of the other i 100 agree with you i think the biggest driver of value from a hubspot versus marketo so historically marketo just had more extensibility and more functionality and more ability to go further than HubSpot did. And that was just like true. What, what, uh, was, that has, the, um, what was the like the biggest thing from your point of view at the time that like Marketo could do that HubSpot was just like not great at yet? I, I think it's a lot of the data table driven stuff mm-hmm. uh, and the ability to like have, and that, that was something where HubSpot was like, oh, we have a contact and you can merge in contact properties, but you're like, but I have this related data table and I have these other things I want to pull in and I want to extend sort of whether it's from an automation or from a email contextualization side, you want to be able to pull in information from other places. And historically uh, HubSpot couldn't do that. And again, I think when HubSpot said, hey, we're going to be a legit CRM platform, they can do all of that. I think the other thing is for Marketo to be like, useful you really have to be wired into a core salesforce instance as well fact like you can you can point and click one sync custom objects into hubspot and now you can use them in every workflow everything under hubspot you want to do uh and and like it's wild uh and you compare that to like data extensions and marketing cloud are insane and then you have to map all that stuff back up from marketo and then you just get straight tables of data instead of actual records that you can use to trigger stuff um, so like HubSpot's whole automation engine runs on every object and anyone can set that up. And I think not only today do you have the same level of extensibility and customization in HubSpot as you have in something as a Marketo, but more importantly, you don't need to be a marketing ops Marketo or a HubSpot superstar to do that stuff. You can be a marketing manager and do all of the crazy complex things with way less of a mops hurdle. And the accessibility of that just goes incredibly down. And that's, I think, where HubSpot... That's why HubSpot is kicking ass against Salesforce and mid-market, but it's also why they've like decimated Marketo. All right, here's what I'm going to say. Not to be a Marketo apologist, but... <laughs> I'm going to send you guys plaques. You... Marketo apologist, can... I love that. You can do what you're that saying. type of thing. In... Oh, I, I don't think there's anything. Just... There is nothing you can do in HubSpot you cannot do in Marketo. I would, I'm not saying it's a feature-to-feature okay. thing. Okay, great. So you're just going to have a bad all... time. No, I mean, like when you say one one click the Salesforce connector, I mean, that's all you're doing. That's all we do in Marketo to bring in. Now, the the reason that it gets a little bit weird, though, is like you don't really have easy access to that information. Like, sure, you can trigger off of it and manage it and store the data, but it's not like you ever really get a list of like 
all custom objects. Like you don't have a view of that. In yeah, you can just get a list of the people's custom objects. You can get, yeah. you can like pull it down from the API or something. But yeah, that is a little yeah. complicated. But what I will say is what you were describing is for an e-commerce business. And I would think that Marketo themselves would say that they are not well-suited for e-commerce. Oh, I don't think HubSpot's uh, well-suited for e-commerce either. So let's not, I wouldn't latch on to that. HubSpot's entirely <laughs> like focused on B2B. We can also Marketo like- Marketo is also entirely focused on B2B. Like, and I think yeah. the Adobe thing, there was certainly a time, I've worked with B2C people using Marketo. I'm sure you have too, Lauren. But uh, there was certainly a time when Marketo was pre-Vista- we will sell Marketo to anyone who will give us money for it and we will figure it out later. Uh, post Adobe, like, I don't think they even will sell you Marketo if you are not B2B. They're like, no, oh, please go evaluate you, Adobe campaign. We're not, yeah. Marketo is not it for you. Like, that's not going to cut it. Um, which I, you know, I, there's certainly some flashier things that you can do with something that is built for PLG or e commerce or, you know, something else. But for B2B, it sounds like HubSpot is catching up to Marketo. Oh, no. Which is nice I, we, for them. I'm, this but is wild to me. I, I defend HubSpot. We've been HubSpot. doing this for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I defend HubSpot as like comparative to Salesforce these days all the time. Uh, and that's like more of a debate. I me. don't know. I'm just so, I'm just, I mean, I understand the branding of this, like the Windows comparison. We've all felt that way, all, even like Marketo lovers for a very long time, right? That's like the UI hasn't really changed. We've been promised a new UI. And unfortunately, a lot of that change should have happened when it got acquired twice, right? Like when they were business was focused that way. It's a dead but platform. I don't think, but I don't think like you don't. It's not a dead. No one needs developers to create anything in Marketo. You know, I'm not a developer. Like I've. I'm I, talking about it, like you have that extensibility. I'm not saying you don't need to develop anything in HubSpot. HubSpot is more accessible and easier to use than Marketo. I don't think anyone disagrees with that statement. And the only defendable position on Marketo for a long time was like. You can do bigger, more complex, enterprisey things on Marketo than you can do on HubSpot, and that's not true anymore. So if you have more accessibility, you have equitable functionality and feature set, and nothing new is coming out from Marketo. But if we're going to, um, if we're going to like help you shine up your pitch, Connor, it has to be that I don't even sell against Marketo like ever. Good, you're a HubSpot. <laughs> you're a HubSpot. No, but I sell against Salesforce every day. Well, I think it's a different price point, though, too, right? Like, I think that's a different, I just think that's a different market. Um, but if we're going to shine it up, I honestly think that, like, what you're saying about HubSpot sounds great. Like, it doesn't seem like there's really this, like, you know, bad thing. Obviously, the company is very invested in product improvements. But when you're saying these things about Marketo, like, Marketo can't do this, this, and this. When you say that, I say, yes, it Yes, I do. Think oh no, I think I think Marketo can do all of those things. I think it's just it's worse at all of those things. <laughs> yeah. Na Nation.marketo.com, which has an Adobe logo in the top left, Got and it. is where they have their release yeah. information. Um, Whatever. So the biggest issues that I had with HubSpot, it seems like they're really moving away from, which were integrations was like a big one for the team that I was working with um, at the time because it was like like you said the way that the database structure was set like some, I'm going to get it wrong, but it was like some of the custom objects, like if we wanted to create a custom event, there was not an API endpoint for that. Yeah. Like you couldn't do, you couldn't do custom objects and some of those other things. And now you have custom objects and custom behavioral events. Yeah. Now you can stuff. do that. And then some, yeah. another thing they were like bummed about was like, was scoring. I think like you could only increment it in incredibly strange ways. Um, but sometimes I think like, you know, Sydney and I had this conversation about scoring in general, like 
do are we why are we still doing this sometimes like the scoring thing when so many organizations are moving to collecting so much more data than outside the marketing automation and CRM platforms how do you see that happening like with your clients or with your or with your um, opinion about HubSpot and the enterprise like fitting into what really we're seeing is a shift towards the data warehouse as the system of record rather than like anything else anyone has ever had an opinion about where data should be stored. Yeah, I mean I think I think a lot of the database stuff is is definitely there. We do a lot of work with uh like Snowflake and and HubSpot has sort of like a direct connection uh that's out of the box and then we do a lot of other data warehousing solutions and like high touch and reverse ETL stuff. Um I think the reality is is if even if your marketing automation solution is is uh, a spoke as opposed to the hub, uh you by pushing a lot of that in there, you can then use a lot of that data to to orchestrate and automate all of the things that you do. I mm-hmm. think uh but the data warehouse thing uh I, I think we see that um across the segment all the time for sure yeah yeah we talked about previously on a segment too like how marketers always are like have all these ideas for the data but the data collection is like one step behind <laughs> club. It's like, what if we could use this data to do this and they're like oh yeah yeah that's on the uh roadmap for a new custom object in um 2027. <laughs> yeah. Not that the systems can't actually do it, but that the business processes are like, yeah, it just so takes too long. Time. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So Connor, thanks for your hot takes on HubSpot. We don't disagree with you on your HubSpot hot takes, but we absolutely disagree with you on your Marketo hot takes. But you know what? All is love Sorry. in the marketing operations space. Sydney and I all the time say we come from an abundance mindset. There is enough work for everyone. There is enough platform for everyone. Um, but now we want to get to know you a little bit because yeah, we just we're moving you today. To business and now we're going pretty We're, funny, we're out so. of business. Forget it. We're, we're done. It. We're done. So just tell us about you. Uh, you live in New York. What's going on? Who do you live with? All of it. What's <laughs> Uh, I live in New York. Uh, I have a fiance. I have a, a golden doodle. And those are the beings that occupy my home. You have a gorgeous um, Monstera vine, do you? Is that real? I, I do. Yeah, this is a real Monstera. Woo! Oh, you can't see. Beautiful. I also have, I wonder if I can do that. I'm going to, this is a very dangerous move. Uh, we're going to try it because it's slim. Do it. Do We've it. We've got. Oh, look at it. It's like, it's like, get me out of here. This is that natural light. You got some Legos. Wait a minute. Uh, Look at your, is that one of those Star Wars things? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you a Lego? Are you a Lego PV? Are you a Lego PV? Did you get Lego PV? No, I didn't get bit. The camera is like insanely hot. I like tried to grab it and turn it so spicy. What is a Lego PV? Oh, um, a PV stands for pervert. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with no. Uh, okay, well, I, knowing. I am. You should. Uh, okay, then like maybe uh, I have a lot of Legos. Uh, I'm, you're I'm a really Lego. It just anymore. means you really like Legos. Oh, I love Legos. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I sorry love Legos. TV. I'm a big fan of Legos. I've got a lot of them. I'm looking up because there's one. Are you a Star Wars PV too? Yes. 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 The only Which reason I knew a segment that's like, what kind of PV are you? What kind of PV <laughs> yeah. are you? What kind of PV are you? <laughs> oh, speaking of which, Connor, how many domains do you own? Oh my oh, yeah. god, I don't even know. So many. 
Domain so PV. Many. The way he said it a, makes, makes me think PV. he's like gonna be like he's gonna be top. I'm like checking. Fifties. Who has had the most so far? Who yeah, had twenty? Like Fifties. Rizzo? Rizzo. Yeah, I have like fifty. Yeah. <gasps> yes, you. That's just in Google right domains. I have like an old GoDaddy account. I here's the thing. I have never once sold a domain. Not one time. Not one time. I have no, I have no, like, I'm not like a collector. Wait, are you it's sitting? Like, oh, but... oh, no, you're not. You're not sitting at them. I was going to say, are, are you like an investor or a domain investor? No. No. These are just, I'm like, just like, a oh, series that's of sick. bad and ideas. I just buy it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, there's no, like, there's no the strategy. Problem, it's so cheap. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah. I'm you're like, like, oh, it's $10 a year. I actually, now that I'm like saying this and thinking about this and I'm realizing, like, I'm like, I'm not paying $14.99 a month for whatever. I'm paying like hundreds of dollars a month for five Hundreds. You own <laughs> domains and they're all $14.99 a month I have some like I have some of the like I we've been dot AI domains we've been loading up on we're buying a lot of those so you are Why? collecting them a little bit because there's they're because they're sick <laughs> like, I mean I feel like is this like the beanie babies craze of the night I was gonna say is this like, like an NFT basically <laughs> yeah no I think that like I I uh not that like a brand name dot AI we're doing a bunch of stuff with AI stuff and so we're we're doing a I think I think that all of ops is just going to become very AI driven so we're doing totally. a lot of like rolling AI stuff into everything that we're doing totally at large and so you might well, you as can't well. do that if you don't own all the domains <laughs> right. I mean, it's okay. It's... My favorite thing about business planning is that the first thing you do is buy the domain. <laughs> it is absolutely like step one. I bought, I bought happily.com. I think that's, we sent, I think five grand on that domain. Uh, but that's like a real what business and has a real domain. Uh, yeah. That's the other, oh. that's the software company I have. So I have apps to dates, our services oh. business, and then happily builds HubSpot apps. So we're building like oh, ISV cool. type fun, applications fun, fun. on top. Yeah. That is awesome. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's worth Okay. One more that's question okay. about uh, your background. So the Star Wars yes. thing, I only know what that is because I'm a Disney PV and have been on the Star Wars rides. And mm -hmm. that thing is I did very the, large. I did the Star Wars hotel. Like the- They're yeah, shutting it, it down. It was incredible. I know. I'm not surprised. There's what? no way it makes money. It was awesome. I think <laughs> they're turning it into like a cruise experience. I think that they're, which makes more sense. I think it was like a prototype and then they're like putting it into like a cruise type oh, of thing. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it makes me feel but better it was that awesome. it was a prototype, but. Oh, no. I mean, it's, wow. it's, it was, I'm not surprised. If it was it making was money, money, they would have kept it. It was yeah. incredibly. <laughs> losing money hand over Listen, fist. like Disney PVs love Disney and it did not get great reviews for the money. Like it was like for how much money expensive. you get. Yeah, it's yeah. very expensive. It was awesome. That was very expensive. You know what? Good for you. That was a good time. We, uh, we spent a lot of money on Disney. I just, we tried to get into Star Wars. I think it's one of those things, and I could be wrong, that like if you didn't, weren't really into it as a kid, it's like hard to like jump into. But anyway. All right, Cindy, what's next? All right, well, <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> We're going to do um, something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read in this segment. Uh, is pretty self-explanatory, but you are just going to tell us something you want. Cannot be a need, has to be a want. Something you need, something you to wear, which can be something you're wearing, something you want to wear, something you want to buy to wear, and something you are reading or want to read or have read. <laughs> uh, something I want. I really, really, really want a ski house in Utah. Uh, and it <gasps> Ooh, drives like a answer. lot of my... That's like my my aspirational want. And that's not like a, I want this right now type of thing. Uh, 
I think I could go for like a sandwich right now. It's freaking <laughs> uh, <it's> <laughs> lunchtime. But Same that's my, that's my like, my want want is like my ideal, ideal situation would be to like, be in New York for fall and spring and then be in, in Park City, Utah for winter Utah, and then winter. like hot summer. That's like my, my want want. Oops. Hot summer is in hot, steamy New York summer or hot, hot steamy summer is in New York like, summer. Florida. Like I'm trying to get out of here because oh. summer in New York is brutal. <laughs> and I, I can't afford a house in the Hamptons. Uh, so bummer. Same. <laughs> bummer. Same. Gotta, yeah, so gotta do here, some more I'm podcast ads. Sweating instead. Yeah. I think before we started recording is when you and I were talking about that you went to Utah for the first four months of the pandemic. And yes. You just vibing and skiing. It was amazing. It was so good. Now I'm like, I just want to go back and do that. Mm, sounds it was nice. incredible. I want to hear really privileged Andy stories. I just don't think that this is the uh, Andy privileged. You have so many little words. <laughs> the Are you like a privileged PV? <laughs> no, no, no. Nobody wants to be. Pri- that would that might be my husband. Privileged. PV. Privilege PV uh, might be yeah, for sure. Might be my husband. No, but like our privilege pandy story is that we took the kids and lived uh, in Florida for six weeks so that I could homeschool them at Epcot during Incredible. the winter. That's amazing. Privilege pandy. I love that. I love that. I was I just know. here in New York schlepping it out with my nine month old baby. It was at some point, right? horrifying. <laughs> But I did get my rent stabilized apartment during that time. You so crushed. It all no, Sydney. Out. Sydney told me the whole story. Sydney's winning New York, like rent stabilized apartment, a big rent stabilized apartment, large enough for Privileged a family. TV. Privileged Privilege TV. Privilege TV. That's me. That's me. You know, I just I paid my dues with a year of pandemic suffering. Yeah. Now you now you're locked in. Now they can't remove you. Third floor walk up. Incredible. <laughs> Great. Loved all right. It. Something you need air like what do you what is need like i don't i don't understand this question it's confusing <laughs> what do you need to me in your what life you, what do you, need you have no needs because you're a privileged people i was just gonna say <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the most all of all of i would say answer. all I of my base needs if i needed are, something are i would get it from amazon yeah i would get it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i think that's my privilege <laughs> pva for sure yeah i would put that in there if i need it i just say your like privilege pva is showing i just say jeffrey and then i and then i tap it and then it arrives uh, and I'm like, oh, my needs have been met. Um, I don't have any needs because HubSpot does it for me. <laughs> because HubSpot, I used to, but in the past 18 months. HubSpot anymore. is really up leveled. And now the AI <laughs> is getting HubSpot to make my sandwiches. And oh, I have before, no before I even know I needed it. Yeah, it just did shows up. Did you guys buy sandwiches HubSpot.ai? Because Connor did. <laughs> Who are the other need answers? Like what's a yeah, like what's like uh like more time need, off. That's a that's a like a haircut car. A haircut. These are all wants. None of these people know what needs are. All their needs are met. They're spending no, time. Everyone would chatting be like, on oh, podcasts. I need They're a fine. day off. Like that was what they would say where they want. I want a day that's off. That's a want. That's a want. That's you what don't I said. Need no. A day off. You know, we all sit behind a computer off? and like chill and clock off and Go oh drink a gosh, non-alcoholic All of my needs Ooh, are met. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, something <laughs> to wear. <laughs> to wear. I really need a rain jacket. Oh, I love that. That is not the first you know time what? someone has said that. I was gonna say someone else has said rain jacket. I do. I need I like I like 
but and like my fiance bought a one of from Reigns. Have you seen the Reigns ones? They're really cute. Uh, they're mostly for women. They're like in really poppy colors. Mm. They're like very cute rain jackets. And like, I don't want the poppy cute color rain jacket, but I would like a rain jacket. And I don't have one. I don't uh, know if up, does Up West sell men's menswear. I got my rain jacket specifically to visit New York, and I love it. Up West has a store. Oh, these look great. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this looks pretty good. I'll check this out. You might have just solved. Yeah. You know what? They actually might They might have a brick and mortar in Williamsburg. I know they have I one at Hudson Yards, but do. I want to say they have one in Williamsburg too. Williamsburg is like the new Hudson Yards. We, we have a Chanel and an Hermes. It's ridiculous. Privilege. They better didn't like, want to run more L trains. But... I know. Uh, this looks really cute though. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, All right. Up, up West, call us. <laughs> go to Up West for upwest.com. Put gosh. in the code PFB2023 and you will get 0% off your purchase. But Up and, West, and, call me. And you'll probably hear error a, that your purchase uh, cannot be completed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Here's what happened. Uh, Laura came to me and said, I need to buy a rain jacket. Do you have a recommendation? And I said, yes, I have really been wanting to buy this rain jacket and I have not. So here it is. And it was Up West and she bought it. And then I tried it on when she came to New York and I loved it. So I also bought it. And now <laughs> here we are influencing you and we're going to have our little jacket squad of Up West. Oh, I can't wait. Jackets. <laughs> can't wait. All right. Something to read. Slack messages. Uh, you and Sydney are on the same, <laughs> the same wavelength. I uh, I read the morning brew. Actually, I can't. I'll make an endorsement. Uh, there is a. Brew. This is from Ryan. This is from Ryan Gunn. I think also. Uh, let me. Ryan he's Gunn, the one who recommends it to me. Uh, I, I don't even remember the name of this. It is an AI morning superpower daily. Is my recommendation. Uh, it is from. I don't know who makes it. Um, they email it's not by chance from... a company called Superpowered, huh? It's not. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. That's that's very good though. It's <laughs> like, wow, you uh, clearly don't have newsletters work. Uh, no, it's by Beehive. Uh, oh wait, I, no, the that's Beehive... the newsletter platform. It's a completely yeah. I was going to say, I don't know who platform. makes it. You can sign up for it. It is Superpower Daily, and it is great. It's like an AI newsletter. They talk about all the cool new AI projects, demos. They aggregate all of it. It makes you feel very informed about all the things happening on the AI frontier. Uh, just today, we got really excited. There's a new product called Guide with two Ds. Uh, have you guys seen Tango for like tutorial no. building? Super cool. Just check that out too. Basically guide is an ai powered thing where it runs as a chrome extension on top of whatever you're doing you go and do a click path of like how to do stuff uh so you could make like a hey here's how you're gonna do you're gonna like build this list clone this campaign like do whatever you're gonna do uh and it will take that guide it will add voiceover and narration to it and it'll like create like a video edited version of what you just did that's like a video guide for how to do the the like user story that you just did uh it's super cool um and so awesome. we found out about that cool. from superpower daily which you should subscribe to i have no referral link i'm sure for they five percent off of nothing yeah five percent off of nothing you can you can or sign up but it's super cool and ai stuff is awesome so you can sound really Love informed that. to everyone you talk to yes so connor wink wink tim <laughs> sometimes we like to talk about who are the top two or three people you would love to work with again? Because really that's the basis of 
how Sydney and I started collecting people to work with us was like, wouldn't it be great if we got this person? And so just in your life, like who would be on your wish list of hopefully we were to get to work together again or for the first wish. time. We sometimes we, we leave or for the first too. time. Oh, I have a yeah. long list of first times. I, I'm a founder person. I'm constantly recruiting. I'm in people's LinkedIn DMs every day being like, yo. <laughs> but, so that list is long. I have 50 uh, domains. Pick your favorite and we will go here. for it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if someone sent me a screenshot of a DM that looks very similar to that. Uh, <laughs> would not surprise me at all. Um, I had someone recently, I wouldn't even, this is somebody I would love to work with. Maybe they'll hear this episode. I won't leak his name, but he presented on our voice of the customer program. He's like a rev ops lead at a client of ours. And he like messaged me on LinkedIn and was like, Hey, like, would you guys ever like consider somebody like me or whatever? And I was just like, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. That's my whole answer. I have no follow up. Uh, no, I think my, my answer would be, I have a really good buddy uh, who I worked with a really long time ago. He started a telehealth company. He sold it last year. He was actually just in New York last night. Uh, and we went to the Comedy Cellar and Mike Birbiglia showed up and that was pretty cool. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, so I'm a little bit hungover today, uh, which is why I'm hanging out with you guys longer than I should because I have maybe been a little bit aggressive on my calendar. Uh, but he's awesome. Uh, and I would love to work with him again. And he's a really, really fun person. Uh, and we only ever worked together, like as employees of the same startup. And so it'd be awesome to do something actually together. It would be super cool. Uh, and I would put the other one, which is a old business partner of mine. Uh, and we had a third partner and the whole, the whole mishmash didn't work out. Uh, but he was awesome. His name's Brian. And, uh, I would love to work with him again, not in our thruple and instead just as a two people working <laughs> together situation. <laughs> Those are my All right. Answers. We weren't going to have to market not safe for work, but now we do. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the word thruple is what, what kicks you over? Uh, it wasn't pervert. It wasn't, it wasn't not pervert. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go buy. I'm not even joking right now. I don't know if there is a .pv domain, but I'm going to go buy thruple.pv. <laughs> This moment. This Lauren, moment. you better log into Hover right now. Why didn't I think of this? I need every PV term we ever said. It is. What it do is. We it is say? a domain. It is a domain extension. Oh. You can buy it. It's a TLD. And uh, it's not for like a country or anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've wanted to share my screen a lot of times, but I'm going to do it with you guys right now. And I want you to narrate this homepage of this website because it is perhaps the funniest thing I've ever Search seen. Search for your new .pv domain on porkbun. <laughs> Porkbun.com. Oink. Top, oink. Top, top result for .pv domain. Search. Porkbun.com. Pork well, Connor, I think that you are going to get the distinct privilege of being the second guest in Emmy Collective Pretty Funny Business History to have a domain name redirected to your episode of the podcast. Amazing. Our first domain was chicksanddicksportinggoods.com, which redirects to our episode featuring Mike Rizzo. And now, whatever.pv domain Lauren is able to buy, hopefully, hopefully privilege.pv. Privilege.pv yeah. is amazing. We'll be redirecting to your episode. Love it. <sighs> Good time. How Good much time. money? I just want, I, I just want like a, a rough estimate. How, how much, much money a in domain? a year? Let's, no, let's say how much okay. money in 2022 
did you spend on domain subscriptions and AI subscriptions? Not enough. Obviously, there's always more <laughs> to get. Well, we bought happily in 2022 for 5,000, so that really bumps All right, up well, the you number. Can, like, let's subtract that as an that outlier. Out. Yeah, let's subtract that, that as an one outlier. out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably like somewhere between like probably one and three k would be my guess. Across like a bunch of domains for dopamine? and AI tools and priceless for dopamine <laughs> dopamine dot pv yo dot pv domains you can't make domains. your own dopamine they're seventeen sixty nine from porkbun.pv <laughs> I can't believe this is porkbun.com I actually like don't trust it at all but you can buy it and it's only eighteen dollars and do can be not real. give them your credit card information. <laughs> Okay, Connor, we have we gone go. so over. We have one one final segment, <laughs> which is called PFB in the Streets. I'm going to give you some topics slash words. Uh, you have not seen or heard these before. This is the only segment we do not prep anyone for. And I kind of have one that I want to give him. Okay, you go first. Now that I know that you get, that just for anyone who wasn't here uh, before the show started, Lauren's like, "You're doing the in the streets, right?" And Cindy was like, "Oh God, me? Okay, I'll, I'll like get this done." Now Lauren's like, "No, I actually want to take it over now." <laughs> Classic. Go for it, Lauren. Let it rip. Uh, Barbie. Uh, <laughs> okay, well we're gonna cut that, Tim. We can cut I that. Like, I don't know. I felt like in New York, Sydney's been seen like, it. Look, I haven't seen it. We well, haven't. I haven't it seen is it like either. it is massively influencing fashion. It's insane. Like the streets of New York are full of women yeah. in yes. bright hot pink. Every every female friend I have, all of them, and and my fiance, all have hot pink nails right now. All a hundred percent of them. Maybe Boom! I, I was just about to ask you. Sydney is showing her hot pink nails. All of them. It's wild. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, we're a little bit more like lame in Cleveland, Ohio. I haven't got. That's like Barbie's in the Barbie. That's in the Barbie. Maybe uh, this is palette. Brunette Barbie. Yeah, maybe it's Brunette Barbie. Yeah. My fiance Barbie. Bought, ordered on Amazon, and I was like, "What is this that you just bought?" And she bought a, a like twenty eight felt pens, and I was like, "What did you buy these for? Like, you don't." do like do art stuff like why did you buy these and she's like i thought that the hot the like bright color barbie palette ones would look really cute in this hello kitty mug on my desk and she scooped all of the like highlighter color ones out of the box threw away all of the bland felt markers it's like these are of no use to me and then put them in the hello kitty mug on the desk she's like see it's great bring her on once right. again i think having a man on our podcast has proven that we would really like to be friends with his partner partner yeah she's cool she's great she's wonderful Br bring her in <laughs> we'll, bring her in we'll do the next one with we'll her. we'll be friends um well, okay sent me this video more. of like of like 50 people walking down the street at the same time she's like these people are obviously going to the barbie movie like yeah. we're all in bright pink yes, people but at barbie on columbia university's like campus so it was absolutely it was absolutely cool. a group of like kids here for freshman orientation and they all want to see barbies together it was very adorable very adorable okay a few more um Procurement. <laughs> Sydney's feeding me. Uh, my aforementioned partner uh, in a past life like led procurement from some large organization. And so the process How by which she? we have to make, no, no, not a real thing that she did. This is like a past life because it manifests <laughs> her like deep oh. <laughs> soul level need for procurement. This isn't real. It, it was a past this life. Real. It's a past life. Yes. And in all things. So like we have an amazing, uh, Sydney and I were bonding because oh, we have rent stabilized apartments in New York, which is like, 
a big deal. Very hard to come by. Good get. And we have one. It's amazing. And the only reason we have it is because I've seen I like 47 apartment buildings in New York City because when we were like looking for an apartment, she's like, we have to see all of them. And we're venue hunting right now. And I've seen every wedding venue in New York, all of them. I've seen all of them. I, we have a spreadsheet. We have multiple spreadsheets. They have so many columns. They all have rankings of different criteria that Sydney's you can sort want and qualify them off of. this person's phone number immediately. Yeah, she's yeah, wonderful. I benefit. Here's the thing. I complain about this, but I benefit so tremendously from the process. Like I have the best thing at the end every time. You guys uh, need an air table. We do. We didn't bring you it up, but we love Airtable. Don't think that we have an Airtable. We, we have an Airtable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you guys think I'm joking. Look, and I'm I like, said I, spreadsheet, but I, I meant Airtable. I believe you. You think the we don't have an Airtable? hates us. Hates us. <laughs> Wait, you hates still bothered us. to hire a wedding planner? Seems like I, that was maybe. That one like AI could maybe on. do that. This spreadsheet. GPT and your procurement Beyonce have got this unlocked. This spreadsheet. It has enough tabs that you have to have like a trackpad to use it so you can scroll through the tabs. <laughs> I'm not, How I'm many not custom cool. objects does what your wedding done? planning require? <laughs> it would require a lot. That's actually a great point. I don't have a HubSpot instance for my wedding planning, but like I, if not I was yet. driving it, we probably would. We probably would. There's still not... time. Okay. Your table, last, call us. Last one. Actually, no, I'm going to do two more. Okay, two more and then we'll wrap it up. Um, inbound. Giant conference, conference November, my Super Bowl. It's gonna be ridiculous. I have like I have every every week that goes by, more things get added into this calendar, but it'll be outrageous. We have I'm speaking to some stuff, other people on our team are speaking. Gun's gonna talk about the Uber Freight project we did with the folks from Uber Freight. Uh it's gonna be we're doing a happy hour. There's like part for happily, we're bringing in happily's branding is all like ice cream truck stuff so we we're, we have an ice cream truck that's all branded with happily we have branded ice creams for all of our apps like we're gonna pull up wow. in front of the venue and hand them out uh you call my that one word reaction is expensive uh <laughs> that's my <laughs> one word reaction but it'll be good we're excited about it that's very exciting um we are planning we're we're going to mopsapalooza and i'm also i will also be speaking at mopsapalooza <gasps> and and Disney PV. See you there. I'm going to Are Disneyland you gonna go? the weekend Yay! before. Yeah. All right. I can't wait. We're going to go. Wait, do they have Star Wars Land yet? I think so. They do. They have we'll Star Wars Land. We'll take some selfies there. Yeah. I'm okay. Gonna, go last but not least, I would be remiss if I did not say pizza. Pizza. Uh, Joe's. Joe's. Hmm. Joe's Pizza. Uh, you really Best converted then, huh? Because you're from Chicago, right? Oh yeah, I, so okay. here I Chicago DJ is amazing, but it's not really pizza. It's like a whole it's different not pizza. Food yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's a completely different. You know, it's like thing. closer to lasagna. I it's close. Yeah, lasagna. It's honestly, lasagna is a really good comparison. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's very delicious. It's delicious, but, but it's not. It's pizza. not. It's not pizza. Joe's. Yeah, Joe's is good. Joe's. I like Joe's. Good Joe's pick, is great. Good pick, good pick. Joe's is a good one. All right, well, Connor, thank you. Don't want to give me a Marketo one. A Marketo PFB in the streets. I think we heard your hot takes Windows on Marketo already. You know, I think we got that one on lock. Uh, <laughs> thank you for coming and uh, fighting with us. We really enjoyed it. <laughs> it's it, great it, to get it, to know it, you. It is thrilling. It is, it is very thrilling, thrilling for us. <laughs> really. You know, we Very live in a little time. bit of a purple bubble sometimes, so it's nice. I'm in the orange bubble, to... so it's nice to get out yeah. and, you know. It's nice it's to good. get out, see what's yeah. out there. <laughs> All right. 
Good luck out there, little podcast. Like and subscribe, share, tell everyone.